I'm Caitlin. I'm Rachel. I'm Emmy. So it's fellowship time. That's the rumor. There's a fellowship, and there's a ring. Some elves are getting up to stuff, and I guess a few hobbits. I, li- I like hobbits. <laughs> I've always felt actually a good kinship with hobbits, because they eat and they drink. And sends him on a quest. Gandalf super doesn't really want Frodo to get out of the house. Suck it, Gandalf. Pipeweed? Pull up an armchair, grab a pipe and a pint from the green dragon. So you want to read Tolkien? Reading The Fellowship of the Ring. Okay, here we are. Episode. Here we are. 40? 40! 40! I'm literally looking at it and I can't. You made it a question. Yeah. Um, and we're talking about chapter five? Yes, a conspiracy, a conspiracy unmasked. unmasked. It's in it's in giant header, Caitlin. I was in the middle of the notes, okay? I had to scroll up. Life's tough. Life is anyway, tough. Let's unmask a conspiracy. All right. You guys did not talk about who's doing what, so please I assumed do so Rachel now. was doing characters and I was doing the short summary and you were doing the long summary. Well, I assumed I was doing the long summary, but I didn't know what you guys were doing. Yeah, I kind of assumed vice versa, but I will do characters. Do um, the characters. Mix it up. Rachel's doing characters, yeah. All right, so, <laughs> <laughs> so we have. I just did the, characters. You can tell the beer and the wine are hitting us now. <laughs> just, just the existence, man. So yeah, we have uh, some characters in this episode that are definitely ones we haven't met before. We have Frodo, who is a confused Hobbit. We have Samwise, who is the most crafty of the conspirators. We have. I will say I meant like, I didn't. I didn't mean arts and crafts. I meant nobody like, assumed you did. Mm-hmm. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. No, he's he's very crafty. Um, we have Pippin, who is a co-conspirator. We have Mary, who is another co-conspirator, and we have Fatty, who is a fat-shamed conspirator. Poor They're fatty. all hobbits. In case you didn't know that already. Awesome such a such a new and fresh list of characters <laughs> and i summed Our, them all up so well right you yep. really did yeah lots of we're gonna have so much fun once we just have the company like when we have the whole fellowship just walking and walking and walking like <laughs> it's gonna be a long few episodes there for a short blurb of what we get in this chapter, um, there's actually not a lot. We get a history of Brandy Hall and the Brandy Buck Hobbits. These are the hobbits who swim and who are not to be trusted because, as we mentioned, they live on the other side of the river and are considered, quote-unquote, foreigners. Uh, mm-hmm. The hobbits have a second supper upon arriving at Frodo's new house, Crick Hollow, and it is revealed that all hobbits have more agency in the book than they do in the movies, and are excellent, excellent friends. Yes. Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. So our quote-unquote long summary of the chapter is that it opens with a history of the Brandy Bucks and Brandy Hall, which is basically that a hobbit took it upon himself to expand the Shire and did it. <laughs> Possibly illegally. But he crossed the river, which was the old border, and now the Shire is bigger, and he runs Brandy Hall with an iron fist, except he's dead. So his descendants run Brandy Hall with an iron fist. Okay, but can we talk about the best part of this? Yes. Because 
the hobbit who you know started this all was named old buck and he yes. built this hall and was like hmm what should i name it oh i know my favorite drink is brandy so i'm gonna call it brandy <laughs> hall and he renamed himself brandy buck that yep, is pretty yep. good goals like he chose that name for himself just didn't care anymore okay wait 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 serious question should I legally change my name to Caitlin Maggot? Yes, obviously. I kind of love it. And then, oh, then Maggot. Oh, it's just so good. Um, Sorry, carry what's, on. What's your middle name? I don't like to talk about that in public, but it's Annie. All right. Caitlin Annie Maggot. That actually kind of works. Yeah. Annie Maggot has a nice ring to it. My initials would spell out Cam instead of Cab, which well, would be nice. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Anyway, it's carrying on. Um, after our brief introduction to the history of Brandy Bucks, which is steeped in illegal colonization and alcohol, um, <laughs> we get back to the important things, which is arriving at Crick Hollow and Mary... No, sorry, I'm jumping ahead. You're way Mary, ahead. Yep. I, f I forget where one chapter ended and one began. Brandy, Brandy, Mary gets the hobbits across <laughs> the Brandywine River. <laughs> and they they do look back and glimpse a black cloaked figure on the shores that they have just left behind. Creepy. And yeah, Frodo, it's like staring out across the river at them, you know, looking for his friends. He just wants to be friends and they keep eluding him. And it's very annoying for his friendship goals. <laughs> It is another really good description, though. It is, yeah. Like this creepy black figure in the dark in the fog on the river just staring at them. Well, if we're thinking about not knowing what they are, it kind of moves in an inhuman way. Yeah. Right? It's just like a dark bundle, a dark black bundle left behind seemed to move and sway this way and that as if searching the ground. And Frodo is then like, can horses swim across the river? And you can, t and nobody really has an answer. They're like, "Well, we've never seen it happen." Uh. They also and, don't have a lot of horses. Yeah, so they're all and just they like, don't well, like water. Nope. Yeah, they. He'd have to go. I think it's like twenty miles down the river to get to the bridge, but nobody really knows if they have other options. So they they all just cross the river and kind of hope. <laughs> it's worked out so shitty. well for them so far. Yeah, I also have no idea if horses can cross big rivers. So if anybody out there who has horse knowledge wants to let me know, please do. If you start out a Google search with can horses, swim is the first thing come up. I mean, I'm pretty sure they can swim. But do Once they? they learn how. I know, I do realize... I don't realize... know that they can swim with a person on their back. Yeah, and I do realize that the the Black Riders don't particularly like water, so they wouldn't swim, but we don't know that yet in the book, so please mm -hmm. don't give me a lecture about that on Twitter. <laughs> Anyways, um, so once they cross the river, Mary still has his pony, which I guess got on the ferry, which, I sure, whatever, Maybe bigger ferry than in the movies. Um and so he rides ahead and says, I'll get supper ready. And Frodo's like, we've actually already had supper. And then there's a pause. And he's like, but we'd appreciate another one. <laughs> oh, hobbits. And I love it. And I love the idea that two different people would make me supper twice in one day. Because I hate cooking. And this just seems like the best thing ever. Yep. 
They are all good souls. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the company of three walk on and eventually do arrive at Creek Hollow, where they found that not only are Mary and Fatty Bulger cooking dinner, but they have prepared some baths for them. Three baths. There's three tubs in this house. Way to go, Mary. What a and good host. Tubs. It is. But like... It's just supposed to be Frodo and maybe Sam moving in. Why does Frodo now own three baths? Whatever. He's rich, I guess. For his guests. Right. So that he can be a good host in turn. I suppose. So then Frodo maybe and Maybe it's Pippin Mary's and... way of inviting himself over. Oh. <laughs> so then Frodo and Sam and Pippin all bathe together and sing a rowdy bathing song and have a water fight, and it's all just very homoerotic. And they say I don't care. They, I did say they have a, okay. a rowdy bath song while splashing each other. I Bilbo's like favorite rowdy bath song, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that he taught them during probably another homoerotic bath scene. Like, what is and happening with these He taught not even Frodo, but it's Pippin who starts singing this one. Pippin does have a love for rowdy songs. I will say he we've does. seen that in the past couple chapters. But I just, I don't know how else to interpret this scene other than, you know, the Fellowship of the Ring volleyball scene. Yep. Also, they talk about drinking beer in the bath, which is a good life decision. It is a good life decision. Although I'm more of a wine person in the bath, but I mean, beer's good too. Both. Not at the same time, I know. but well, no, alternating. And then um, I think Pippin makes a right old mess with splashing water everywhere. Or maybe somebody helped him splash the water every... You know, we don't know. There's don't a know. lot of water and singing and um, baths and hobbits. And steam. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, they have supper and Frodo's just in a bad mood because he knows that he's going to have to leave and he doesn't know if he should wait a day for Gandalf and he doesn't want to say goodbye to his friends and tell them that he's leaving, that he's been lying to them. And then eventually somebody is like, what's up with these black riders? And Sam and Pippin start answering, but Frodo is silent because he doesn't want all this to come up. And then eventually somebody asks him point blank and he's still reluctant to speak. And then Mary Good old Mary is like, well, how about I tell you what's going on? And then Mary <laughs> proceeds, <Plot> twist. <laughs> yeah, proceeds to tell Frodo everything, starting with Bilbo and knowing about the ring and knowing that Frodo is leaving, that this is all being a giant ruse. And Frodo is flabbergasted. They have been keeping the secret for years. Mary like he has like, known about the ring for years. And yeah, then they learned like, about Gandalf and the ring like, what is it, 17 years ago? How long was that? Well, they, so Mary saw Bilbo use the ring. So that must have been at least 20 years ago. If not more, yes. Or I guess, yeah, at least 17 years ago. Probably, probably more like 20. I think it was and, 18 because it was a year before he left. Okay. So, which, and we learned that Bilbo, through his life, used the ring to avoid the Sackville vacancies. <laughs> which, Relatable. A, Valid. respect. B, this just makes it worse that Frodo sold them big end. Whatever, whatever. I'm still bitter. Um, and then they also mentioned that they know it is the ring, the ring of the enemy. That like, Which, why would Mary even know shit. who the enemy is? Yeah, he used capital letters and everything. So the it's crazy. Enemy. And oh my god, it's like it's like Mary and Pippin and and as it comes out, Sam and good old Fatty 
knew what was going on and and chose to find out more things and didn't just bump into Frodo on the road and then suddenly is sworn to King Theoden. But, you know, anyways, I like The Hobbit so much better in the book. It's cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah, keeping, they had a plan. They were going to. Keeping gonna... secrets, not so good. Making plans to support your friend, very good. Yeah, and they're such good friends. <sighs> I, I know. They're like, them. Frodo, I know you think you're upset because you think you're saying goodbye, but we're not going anywhere. Like, yeah, you're not getting rid staying, of us that easy. Yeah. Aw. I love Merry and Pippin and Sam. It was so sweet. And then it turns out that Sam is the head investigator and has been eavesdropping on Frodo and Bilbo and Gandalf for years and was actually- That freaked me out a little. And was eavesdropping on that conversation that Gandalf caught him at on purpose. And He has been dropping some eaves. Yeah. That was the first and only time that he was ever caught. And it's mostly due to him that everybody knows what's going on. Except Mary's also seen the book, right? Mm-hmm. Bilbo's yes. book? Yes. <laughs> Which His red I love this book. idea of him sneaking around Bag End and being like, I must read the book. Yeah, so I think <laughs> I think Mary found out first with like saw the ring and snooped, mm-hmm. but didn't tell anyone because Bilbo was clearly keeping it secret. And then right. like Frodo started doing, you know, suspicious stuff and they were like, Okay, let's actually actually like, learn more and Frodo, you're not that clever. <laughs> loop people in. Frodo thought he was being all secretive and smart, and actually he's going around saying things like, this is my favorite grove of trees. When will I ever see it again? And his friends are standing there like, yeah, okay. We know you're planning to leave now. (laughs) That was my favorite. (laughs) Frodo thought he was being so secretive, and actually he was, like, speaking all his thoughts out loud. (laughs) Like, oh, this is my last time here. (laughs) Oh, this is Middle-Earth's hero. So yes, it, is. it turns out, of course, that Mary and Pippin are coming with and good old Fatty's going to stay behind at the house to keep up the pretense that Frodo is staying there as long as possible. And not only that, but Mary has basically packed everything and gotten ponies ready for them. And the ponies and are in hiding on the, yeah. other cross, on the other side of the field. And they're and all so ready clever. To- yeah, they're all ready to go as soon as possible. And Merry and Pippin have even written a song to the tune of the Dwarf Song. And I thought this would make Rachel very happy. I definitely sang it to myself. Yay. Even even Tolkien doing a better job at keeping this song alive than Howard yes. Shore. <laughs> <laughs> Tolkien knew all about themes. So they sing the song, which does include the line about leaving before light of day. And Frodo's like... Yep, well, I guess we'll leave then. And Mary's like, that was poetry. We don't have to leave that early. <laughs> Relatable. <laughs> yeah, but they they do uh, talk a little bit about maybe waiting a day to see if Gandalf will show up because everybody is so worried about the disappearing wizard. But they do decide that the Black Riders are more of a danger and that they will leave at first light. Have one last sleep on a bed before <laughs> going out into the world. Oh, and also because they're going to continue avoiding the roads and not taking predictable paths, they're going into the old forest and nobody except Mary seems happy about this. Yep. And it is uh, implied that the old forest is a little creepy. 
also what was mentioned last chapter that um farmer or in this one maybe yeah one of them that farmer maggot may have gone through yeah that he they were talking about him being yeah a very smart hobbit and that he even used to walk into the old forest yeah what what just like Hmm. this is a crazy bastard who beats kids who beats kids um yeah no frodo frodo has this dream at the end and i want to talk about the dream yes me too the dream yes it's creepy so he has this dream he goes to sleep in his bed and he dreams he is standing on a bluff or a heath whatever the difference (laughs) is and he can hear the sea and he sees this very tall white tower and we've seen a lot of towers in our lives in these books so what was your first thought when you read that? And by Caitlin, I mean like your 42nd thought because you've read this so many times. You know, I when I read it this time, I'd, I'd forgotten about the dream. But I'm just looking it over now. One second. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know that this dream means anything other than, or at least it doesn't start off that way. Because I think he's just, he's looking down at a sea of tangled trees, it says. And he can hear the sound of creatures crawling and snuffling. Mm-hmm. And that just sounds like general anxiety, but but then it gets so specific. Yeah, so it does. let's just read this last paragraph here. Then he heard a noise in the distance. At first, he thought it was a great wind coming over the leaves of the forest. Then he knew that it was not leaves, but the sound of the sea far off—a sound he had never heard in waking life, though it had often troubled his dreams. Suddenly, he found he was out in the open. There were no trees after all. He was on a dark heath, and there was a strange salt smell in the air. Looking up, he saw before him a tall white tower, standing alone on a high ridge. A great desire came over him to climb the tower and see the sea. He started to struggle up the ridge towards the tower, but suddenly a light came in the sky, and there was a noise of thunder. And that's it. Now, we know that the towers towards the sea are are the white towers, so we can assume it's one of those. Yeah, in my head, the white towers were always so much closer together, mm-hmm. right? Like, if you saw one, you would see them all, and he doesn't. But um, we also always seem to associate the towers with, you know, quote-unquote, the levels of power, right? If you can, if you have a tower, if you've managed either to capture a tower or build a tower, you are ruling over everything that you can see, um, but don't the White Towers have uh, Palantir? I'm not pronouncing that right. One of the the seeing stones. Yes, I believe so. And what? Well, what? The thing about this dream, though, is he's sort of scared at the beginning, and then he can hear the sea, and that gets him out of like the scary snuffling noises in the woods. And I think that's pretty important because the sea is always associated with goodness and the west and And Ulmo, my bay (laughs) (laughs) and the gods in general and so i think it's clear even so early on in the journey that something out there is looking over or looking after frodo right and you think even the shire isn't far from the sea but like bilbo's journey never took him to the ocean so for for frodo to have had lifelong dreams of the ocean Mm-hmm. And here it be a comfort to him. It's a little foreshadowing. It's a little, yeah, it's a it's a little like fate. Mm-hmm. Well, if the the white towers and the tower hills are on the edge of the Shire, I feel like they he would have heard stories about them, right? Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and they were, I could be wrong about this because I am wrong about so much of what we have read in our lives. I like get it all mixed up, but they are a way to look. They, they use the Palantir in one of the white towers to look over, um, and to Valinor and see the Valar and everything on that side of the water, which eventually Frodo sails off. I almost kind of think of this as like like a promise because his journey is he's about to leave the Shire and that's the start of his journey, really. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like, well, this is waiting for you at the end. Back at the border of the Shire. Yeah. Yeah. You'll make it through lots of unknowns and terror and... And come to the ocean later. Mm -hmm. It's a a really interesting passage. And then he's woken up by thunder, which is startling and not a very nice thing. But either way, I think it's very clear that something larger out there is is watching. Mm -hmm. Paying attention to these happenings. Iluvatar. (laughs) No, I mean, we we earlier had um, Varda with the Mm -hmm. elves. And now we have the sea whether it be Almo or one of his underlings. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. It's true. The world building is peeking through. And you, I, I like that we get more of this whole idea of Frodo was meant to have the ring than we did in the movies. Mm-hmm. Especially if, it, you know, since he's been dreaming about the ocean all of his life. Well, we get the Chosen One Destiny cast here. And in the movies, it's far more about choice. Yeah, I, I honestly think we get, well, we can, we haven't really got into it much in the book, but I do think we get both. It will be interesting to dissect these narratives. Yes. Mm-hmm. No. But, I love but, Frodo. Yeah. I, don't, I, just, I like that even if, you know, Frodo is meant to have it or whatever, that the people around him are making the choices too. Because it's not an easy choice to be a hobbit and go like, yeah, we'll leave into whatever end. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually a good point. This nice juxtaposition in this chapter of Frodo, perhaps this being his fate, but uh, Sam and Merry and Pippin choosing to share the fate with him. And that makes a big difference down the line. Mm-hmm. And like they haven't dreamt about the ocean all their lives. So their friendship that, is so much stronger. Yeah. Yeah. And so much more than just willing is, you know, Merry having everything ready to go. They planned for this. Yeah. Yeah. I think when they say like, well, you know, right, Frodo's like, oh, how long until we can get everything together and go? And Mary's like, an hour. An hour. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. insane. I can't get ready for work in an hour. I just, gosh, I love them. I love them too. I've had wine. <laughs> <laughs> They're good friends. I would like to hug Squad all the goals. hobbits, except for Farmer Maggot. He can burn in hell. <laughs> Mrs. Maggot can take over the farm and be the witch hobbit we all deserve. Here, here. Okay. I just, like, in my fake crying, I made myself actually cry and now my eye is stinging. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just just my right eye, though. Of course. Heaven forbid things be symmetrical. Jeez. All right. So, is that it? Do we have anything else? I don't think so. We have some ominous stuff ahead. Creepy old forest. There Wonder are so many... I just like there are so many towers in these stories. Yeah, how like they how didn't know how to he... build any other kind of structure. But I can't believe Tolkien was like, "Well, I'm going to make about ten thousand towers, and then I'm going to name a book the Two Towers, <laughs> and then 
I'm going to leave them just wondering about it forever. Which two towers? (laughs) (laughs) We can talk about that later, though. (laughs) First, we have to walk some more. Yeah, more walking. Man, these are two incredibly short episodes. Well, that's less work for me. <laughs> I, d- I did say that was going to happen. You did. That's yeah, why that's we're fine. recording too. This, they've been, they're shorter chapters. They got some good stuff in them, but it's nice to have some shorter episodes too. Yep. So next week is chapter six, The Old Forest. Getting getting into some stuff that definitely didn't happen in the movies. Mm-hmm. I am excited. We're going to meet a new character. Are we? Mm-hmm. Did you read ahead? No, I just looked ahead just to make sure that said no, character I... is actually introduced in this chapter. I'm teasing you. I, I am aware <laughs> that we're meeting a new character. <laughs> Anyways. Also an evil um, tree. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So that's next week's homework. If you have anything to say about chapter five or six, I guess, you can tweet us at to read Tolkien or email us at wanttoreadtolkien at gmail.com. Um, and please feel free to leave us a review or a rating on your podcast listening platform of choice. And I believe that is everything for this week. So I've been, I guess I've been Caitlin. I've been Mrs. Maggot. (laughs) And I've been Emmy. Being friends with Mrs. Maggot would be good, too. Anyway, (laughs) see you all next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.